Hello and welcome to this this Xbox Life episode of 448 Fastest Pre-Order Ever. I'm Brun BJ Swick33. Along with me is Mark Wingman709. Howdy ho! And Rob, also known as Presar. Hello again. Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello again. And as I was saying before, but I guess I can just say it right now for those who are tuning in from <laughs> the, the finale of Game of Thrones, welcome. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I forgot to turn my channel on. It looks like on my microphone. So, my bad, guys. Well, everybody, everybody's lucky because I gave out a major spoiler. Yeah. Well, earlier. they could hear they could hear you. So, but pe- <laughs> okay. people people uh, listening to MP3 won't know that because you're going to cut the first couple minutes out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut out the whole part that I said. Uh, Edward Stark is a zombie. Oh, <laughs> Lee is a zombie. Oh, Lee's oh. a zombie. So <laughs> darn it, I did it again. Oh, man, what's with you? Yeah, but, uh, no Game of Thrones talk. No kidding. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Uh, quick announcement, we go live every Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, and we talk t- for as long as we need to on twitch.tv slash thisxboxlife, um, and so welcome everybody, and usually we start our show with what we've been playing, but I had another quick announcement, I, BJSwick33, have been playing a little bit under TXL's banner uh, when I've been streaming some Battlefield 1 and things like that, so if you see... TXL going live uh, during the week and stuff like that. That's that's me. Um, come play, watch, have fun, um, support the show uh, by viewing. Uh, one thing that I'm trying to help work on is getting us affiliated in some way. So we'll see if we can get that affiliation. Our hours needed to be bumped up, and we also had to have an average viewership, which we typically meet every Sunday. Uh, but, you know, there's a couple other times during the week, you know, I'm trying to do at least two additional, two to three additional hour, hour and a half streams uh, during the week when I can. Uh, played played a lot of Battlefield, but I think it would be fun to play some Titanfall Frontier Defense this week. So I know Cornbread was, uh, we played Battlefield together and he mentioned he picked up um, uh, Titanfall 2. So I think it would, uh, it would, um, be cool to play some frontier defense because I know he's getting really sick of slime rancher, which I know is his game of the year, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Hawk, you're correct. Usually when we were going live throughout the week, it was saying it was typically for testing. Um, and I usually change the title to testing, but now the title I changed to like, you know, TF two or BF one with BJ Swick 33 or something like that is, is, is what I'm doing now. So but uh, yeah, definitely come and check us out. <laughs> so what's that? Play with BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play with Bron. Yeah. Play time with Bron. There you yeah. go. But even even if you just turn on the stream and let it roll, let's say I'm cool with that. <laughs> but um, all right, guys. What have we been playing? Rob, what have you been playing? All right. Um, not a whole ton of stuff uh, lately. I'm still recovering from gen con last week but uh yeah still like today i was just so exhausted because uh that wound up i don't know if i mentioned it last time over the course of basically a day and a half i logged about forty-one thousand steps just walking around and then it immediately like went into like crazy work mode I was getting like four hours of sleep a night. So today I just like crashed watch TV all day. It was 
awesome. It's awesome. Napping and TV. I just, uh, I was actually hoping to get a whole bunch of game playing in today, but I was like too tired to get up from the sofa. So that's, that's some crazy stuff right there. But uh, I did play a little bit of uh, Fable Fortune. So that's the um, Fable game. It's like a Hearthstone kind of knockoff or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was on Kickstarter about a year, year and a half ago, and it's in game preview right now. So I jumped on it. And overall, I am pretty disappointed in it. It's, uh, it was kind of a letdown. It's not very polished. It seems kind of clunky. And I don't know. It's um, very disappointing. That's <laughs> that's the way that I can put it best right now. I know it's in preview, but it's still disappointing. So hopefully it'll change. Hopefully they'll, they'll I'll say, polish it, make it a lot nicer. But, uh, yeah, was, I was expecting a lot from it, but for some reason, I don't know. And then uh, there was one more game from Bethesda, and I was trying to remember the name of it. It's on my tablet uh, that I was playing. It's that card game that they came out with. Do you guys remember what it's called? No? Mm. It's like the a Holder series or... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll look it up. I'll see if I can come up with it in a little bit. Okay. Just th- totally drawn a b- uh, blank on it right now. Actually, here. It is Elder Scrolls. That was it. Oh. Okay. Elder Scrolls Legends. That's really good. That one is really really good. Hmm. So uh, that's about it for me. Just those two. All right, Mark. What about you? All right. <clears throat> So, you know what, Bron? Why don't you go first? Okay. I'm going to probably take a few minutes. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's why you're saying we can't, we couldn't keep it with under three hours today. Um, I, I need to clarify <laughs> something to the community, and it might take me a few minutes. Oh, okay. So, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I played Titanfall 2. I played a, a round or two of Frontier Defense, and I played Battlefield 1. Like I say, I was streaming. But that's that's all I paid. That's all I had really time for. So, now you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week I did try out... Yesterday I tried out this game. Uh, it's a free-to-play game called Path of Exile. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> um, it's uh, free-to-play. It's like um, kind of like Diablo, essentially. Um, okay. And uh, so far it's, uh, it's okay. Um, I, I only played a little bit yesterday. I uh, also played some Gears of War 4 uh, with... Um, with uh, who did I play with? Um, uh, Eric and Ryan from Horrible Gamers and Pinpoint Red. Uh, they invited me in to play, trying to do that horde. Was it called Frenzy Mode? Where it's just like 25 waves of horde. Um, and you get a boss level every five waves. Uh, so we played that for a while. And then uh, I did play Agents of Mayhem. Now, this is where I need to talk a bit. So, when this first came out, and I think the last two weeks, I've kind of talked about it, how I liked it, I was enjoying it, and I think that I spoke a little too soon. Nope. Uh, this this game, and I kind of had some initial, I think even last week, I was kind of like, well, you know, kind of not sure how I felt about it, 
But kind of here's where I'm standing. Okay, I have completed the game, so I've played the whole campaign. And uh, so this is a pretty honest review. It's it's not a bad game, but it is not a great game. Um, I don't think the game's worth 60 bucks. Uh, I would highly recommend waiting until it probably hit $30 price tag um, at most to play the game. Which is probably going to be, what, in two weeks? With probably. The way going. Yeah, it probably is already there, but... Um, so here, here's my things. I, I do, I do like the animation, the, the cartoonish cutscenes are fantastic. Um, they, they look so good. I think the story is good. If you, you're familiar with Saints Row and that developer, um, I think it's Volition. Um, hopefully I said that right. Hopefully I got the right one in yeah. my mind. Um, then you're familiar with kind of like their over the top kooky stories, right? Well, that's what this is. I mean, you know, so uh, if you're, you know, you can deal with that, then it's it's good. It's They did a good job. They had really interesting characters, I thought, for um, for Legion, which is the, uh, the bad guys, which here's another thing, and I can't get this. To me, this seems weird. You have two groups. One's called Legion. One's called Mayhem. Which one do you think would be the bad guys? Mayhem. Rob? Wait, Legion, Legion and, and Mayhem? Mayhem? Yeah, who do you think would be the bad guy? Well, Mayhem, of course. Okay. Right. And that's that's the whole time I keep playing this. I keep thinking the same thing. No, Mayhem are the good guys. You are the agents of a Mayhem. Right. And it, it has it stands for something. I don't remember what it is. It, it's all spelled out in the very beginning. They tell you what Mayhem stands for and what Legion stands for, but it's the complete opposite. Legion's bad. Mayhem is good which is weird, but it was just one of those things I kept like, couldn't wrap my mind around for some reason. But anyways, that has nothing to do with the game. Um, the, it's been criticized by some that there's like no weapons. Like you get a character and they only have one weapon and that's it. That that's all you get. And I, I'm okay with that because there's like 10 characters in the game. And if you want a, if you want the Gatling gun, you switch to Daisy. If you want the, SMG, you switch to Kingpin. If you want the uh, assault rifle, you play with Hollywood. You know, there's, you just switch a character to switch the guns. Um, so no, it doesn't have like all these upgrades and different stuff for all these guns. And you don't, you can't use a character and change your gun. You never swap your gun out. But I'm fine with that because that's kind of the way the game's set up. And I'm cool with that. I don't see that as a negative. I actually kind of think it's kind of neat because when you switch a gun, you're switching a play style. Now, my, my beefs with the game are, are as follows. I've run into a lot of bugs, which I did not see originally when the game, when I first started playing my first week, or week, week and a half. After I got past 10 hours into the game, <clears throat> I started getting like, like real crashes, like where I would go to launch a mission and your agents are supposed to come up and I'm seeing placeholder names like, like in the code like on the screen and like the agents aren't even there. And I've seen that many times. Um, like you go to somewhere and all of a sudden you're reading like put header here or something like that. And it's like, what? You know, I mean, it, it it's just like, uh, you know, Ron, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's like a placeholder and it's like, okay, that just completely failed. And the only way to basically get out of that is to reboot the game. Um, 
I've been in their 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 dungeons, which they call lairs. And uh, first of all, the lairs are basically there's one lair, um, and you just run through it in different directions, sometimes forward, sometimes backwards. That changes it up, as I guess. Um, so that's really lame. It gets really boring. Um, uh, and I, I think that was a real big cop out because uh, you spend a lot of time in their quote layers, and it's the same one every time you go through. That really blows. Um, there's, it's an open world game, yet the world is like devoid of any life. Um, people are just walking around. There's no interactions with people on the streets. There's like at the end of this game, I'm driving around. It's like I don't even know where you are in the city. The city is not like I've played games like um, The Division, or you know, if you played Grand Theft Auto or stuff, it's like you're you once you've played it a certain amount of time and you've driven around the city, you get to know where you're at. You get to be like, oh yeah, you know, I know, you know, the the clothing stores around the corner on the right, or you know, and, and I and it was kind of the same with Saints Row. You got to kind of know these certain neighborhoods. And in this town, you're playing in Seoul. Korea is where you're supposed to take place, like a future version of Seoul. But it's it's really, like, boring. There's just nothing to it. And, and it's like it's only there to go from, like, so when you go on a mission, you, you spawn down at the spawn point in the city, and it's never by the mission. You have to get in a car and drive through the mission just to hop out and hit the button to start the mission, which loads something else uh, and a lot of times they're layers so uh, sometimes you're in the city doing a mission but it, it's just like it almost feels pointless and i was surprised that a company that has done several open world games did one that really didn't feel like you were playing an open world game um there's a lot of side missions and races and things that just like don't add to the game they don't don't really do anything um and then the last thing that I really felt was was really lacking in this game was there you level up your agents and you can get um, up to level forty. Um, it's weird too. It the, like the achievements like get a get a um, an agent up to level forty. Well, you go up to level twenty, and then what you do is you go into super agent mode, and then you use these crystal shards to go to an additional twenty levels. But it's it's not like your level never goes above 20. You see another number on the other side going one, two, three, four, all the way up to 20. So all you ever really see is these, you know, agents at 20 and 20. But um, that comes with all these additional, like, bonuses and perks. But the thing about it is never once when I was adding a perk or adding anything new or leveling up my agent, I never felt like it ever made a change. Like, I never got more powerful. And it's like everything, every special perk has like a plus and a negative. It's like, oh, well, you'll do more area of effect, but you're going to be more vulnerable. So it's like, you're not really powering up. You're not getting better. And it's like, why am I getting an ability that actually, yeah, it improves this, but it weakens something else? Um, So when I'm at my, when I got my guy at level 40, he really feels the same as if he was like a level two, you know, they're, they're, the damage he does and everything. It doesn't, you don't get that feeling like, wow, my agent's powerful. Like in the game that shall not be named, you know, when you're going after those orbs and you're getting stronger and you can jump higher and you can do more damage. And 
you know, you feel that you see the the change. You actually know that your agent is getting more powerful. It just doesn't. It's not there in this game, and and it's just really weird. It's like at the end of it, I'm like, I got the same guy I started with, even though I've leveled them all the way up. So it, it's it's weird in that way. So again. I think it was a, a real letdown. I really expected a lot more from this developer. I love Saints Row 3 and 4. Um, I, I liked uh, Gat Out of Hell. That was an expansion after the fourth one, I think. Um, I was really kind of expecting more, and I, I really feel this was a real streamlined, basic. Um, you know, Maybe they didn't do everything they wanted to do, but um, I just don't feel it's worth the money. Um, and there are a lot of bugs they need to fix. There's a lot of issues with the game that need to be fixed. I was actually concerned I was going to have a corrupted game save. Mm. I mean, I've, I, that's just something you don't worry about. But when I kept seeing, like, these placeholders and, like, like that's the stuff you shouldn't see. And, and game kept crashing. Or, oh, and a lot of times in the, in the lairs, I kept running into where it would say clear out all the enemies. Well... Some of the enemies aren't even in that room. I had one issue where there were several in another room that you couldn't go into. But somehow I was supposed to kill those guys in the other room to advance. Yet you couldn't go through the door because you didn't kill everyone yet. I was like, this is, and I've been in there where it says kill all the enemies and there's no enemies. You've killed them all. But it didn't like register. Hmm. So you have to do like a restart checkpoint to get it to start. It's just like, oh, this is terrible. You know? And that happened several, several, I mean, numerous times that I've had to restart a checkpoint because the game doesn't recognize that you've completed the objective that it asked you to do. Um, and that's just really bad. So that that's, I just wanted to give you guys an update. If you haven't bought it, if you bought it on my recommendation, oh my gosh, I apologize. I hope you enjoy it enough. I mean, I still enjoyed the game, but I really expected, and I feel this developer should have been able to provide more uh, and it should be <laughs> at least take the bugs out of it. Um, but anyways, so that's yep. it for Ace of Mayhem. Yeah, welcome to the world where you can release a broken game. So, yeah, it's. I just feel bad because I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun, and it's stuff's blowing up, and it's. You know, at the beginning, I really thought it was like, oh, here's the game that shall not be named that will get me through until it releases November seventh, which it's not going to do. Um, and it's turned out to be like completely different. Like there's even, there's even these crystal shards to collect. And I was like, Oh yeah, this will be cool. I can go do this instead of orbs. I'm getting shards and they're, they're kind of pointless there. You, you, um, there's a thing where you can get 10 of these crystal shards and it makes this red crystal and you can put this in and give your agent a power up And every one of those were like, well, that really didn't seem to change anything. Whether I had those three slotted or not, the agent, nothing, like, you didn't notice the difference. That's that's the weird thing. Like, you didn't notice that you had a better ability. Hmm. It was like everything is the same. So, I don't know. It's just strange. But, and I'm not the only one that feels that way. I know Ryan uh, from Horrible Gamers, him and I spoke a lot about it. He, feel, he actually quit playing it. He felt very much the same him and I kind of a very similar opinion of this. Um, so, but anyways. Now, you were, if I'm not mistaken, you were on Horrible Gamers yesterday, correct? Correct. Okay. So if anybody wants to hear Wing on Horrible Gamers, make sure you check out check out the latest episode. Yeah. 
Uh, and please know that show is not not family friendly. I'm family yeah. friendly, but I hardly said anything in the whole. I think all I said was this, like uh. what I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I, I talked about this, sharing similar thoughts um, with them, but the rest of the show is pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, they had topics like Ryan was teasing me. Hey, you want the links of the show so you can talk about this story on your show? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> it goes into areas that we don't go into no, on our yeah. show. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was actually at one point going, I really should probably leave. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I just kind of yeah. sat with my head down and it just gets a little graphic. It's just, yeah. you know, that's not something I really wanted to be. I, I love those guys. Those guys are great. They just had a, they had a topic. It was the rate of the gaming. It just wasn't anything I would have wanted to discuss. And I didn't say a word other than mm. no, I no comment. Okay. <laughs> Well, everybody keep that in mind. So, but oh. all right. Um, our next thing is Patreon.com. So, if you go to this slash Patreon, you can become become a patron of the show. Um, or if you prefer to go to, if you have a Patreon account and you want to see our page on there, and you're already on Patreon.com, just do slash this Xbox Life. Uh, of course, that's more of the monthly. Um, subscription type model but if you want to do just a straight tip model you can go to this xboxlife.com slash donate and all proceeds and stuff you know go to help out the show and pay for rob's salary and we keep his electric going and that right rob <laughs> I'm, right. Just I'm just kidding so um but all right uh, our round table or topics this week. Uh, the first thing I wanted to mention, which is the title of the show, is the fastest pre-order ever. I was a little surprised on this because I, I thought the 360s sold pretty well, but I can't recall if they did like this whole pre-order thing um, or think not. They did. Well, I know retailers did it, but right. I don't think pre-orders back then are like pre-orders now. Yeah. So. Um, I believe it was Phil Spencer that tweeted out, um, you know, thanks to our fans, Xbox One is the fastest selling Xbox pre order ever, uh, which is fantastic news. I mean, that's huge, right? Um, it depends. I, and I, I think that was Aaron Greenberg that oh, sorry. did it. Was it? Um, it it's, uh, it, it, I don't know if it's newsworthy. Hmm. How, Here's because here's the question: How many were available for pre-order? If you only had a thousand, well then, duh, they're gonna wow. go. It's gonna. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you had ten million and they sold out faster than any ever, then yeah, that's huge news. But they wouldn't even give the numbers. So um, I don't. I don't know. To me, I don't. I think this is a. I hate to say it. I think this is kind of fake. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it, it is for it is for it is for the uh, <laughs> Xbox One Project Scorpio edition is the edition that they're talking about. They're not talking about all Xbox One uh, X's, but they are talking about the Scorp the Scorpio edition. Well, but this is all that was available. Oh, okay, that's all that's available at when that went live. Every retailer is the it was the Project Scorpio edition. So, yeah. um, Amazon sold out in twenty what was it twenty or twenty five minutes. They were right. completely sold out. 
Um, I guess Target, Walmart, GameStop, they all sold out within less than 24 hours. Um, Ryan went to his GameStop and he said that they told him that they only got 14 of these at their store. Right. So that, you know, okay. I mean, there's a lot of GameStops, you know, and this is in Canada. So this is worldwide uh, too. These these pre-orders that we're talking about is worldwide. Yeah. Right. So it's just kind of like, well, how many did everybody get? How many, how many were actually sold? You know, if they sold over a million pre-orders, then yeah, that's that's I think newsworthy. If it was a small amount that they were actually had available, then I really think it's just kind of a fake news story because you know you can't really compare like oh they had a two three million three sixties out there available for pre-order, you know, and you only had five hundred thousand Xbox One Xs. That's not comparing apples to apples. Yeah. So I, I would get over it. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. You gotta the titles look great, and that's what they want you to remember. But you know, and even Microsoft, it's as much as I love them and want this thing to be successful. You know, we still have to keep everything in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, well, I, in my own mind, I would think, I would think that it would be at least a couple million. Well, there was one thing I wanted to look at, and I just remembered uh, about hearing about it. So. I did read an article that supposedly the, and I don't know if I can find this, the amount of Project Scorpio editions exceeds the amount of PS4s sold in 2017. PS4 pros sold in 2014. So I don't know, you know, PlayStation doesn't, I don't, they don't break that down. And I'm not sure how Microsoft has it, or I don't remember where I read that article. Right. But, uh, you know, that, because Microsoft's not releasing numbers. So I was like, well, how did you get the, get the phone, get the numbers? But that, that's supposedly the pre orders have already exceeded the PlayStation or uh, sold in the whole year so far. So, yeah. and, and at one point in time, I was, I thought they were saying like one in, like one in three, one in three PlayStations sold since the, you know, since the Pro came out was a Pro. So I yeah we don't know, but I mean you know that's one of those things. It's it's something like, you know, yay good news for us, and then everybody else will just talk it down and say PlayStation's better. So I mean one well, way one way or the other. <laughs> Oh, I'm so, just saying, I'm not trying to be a hater. Everybody out there, don't start sending me hate yeah. mail. But I it's mean, gotta we gotta be, be honest. It's, it's gotta be a couple million. I mean, you don't, you don't, I don't know. About you that. don't open pre-orders for your launch console that is supposed to be the greatest thing ever, and say, "Oh, we're only going to have two hundred thousand. That is what Nintendo does. But, <laughs> but remember, remember though. Okay. Again, we're coming in. They're getting. They're getting. They're getting beat big time by Sony. That's obvious. Sony's sold twice as many consoles, right? Sure. So now you're coming out with this more expensive console, twi- basically twice the price of the S, and trying to justify it. And some people are going, well, it's not worth it. And and, and they've even said they expect the S to be their number one seller, not the X. Mm-hmm. This is a premium 
you know, you don't typically put your premiums out for mass market. So that's why I don't believe there was millions of these ready for pre-order. I really don't believe that because it's a premium device. It is. It's got a premium price on it right now right. compared to everything else on the market. Yes, yeah, I believe it deserves it. But again, I don't think that they had millions of these available. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, great, cool, but it, it's still kind of meaningless to me. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I want this thing to be successful. And I know we're going to, our next topic is like, when I saw that, it blew my mind. I was really shocked when I saw what we're about to talk about in a minute, but yeah. um, got me excited. And I'm really glad to start seeing some stuff. And, and I, I think it does warrant it. Haters are going to hate. But, um, again, even we got to keep our, I, I want Xbox fans to take the high road, you know, don't be trying, you know, let, let's know our facts and not get into these little, you know, stupid wars. I play on PlayStation. I play on PC. We, we all do. So, um, sorry, not trying to bring down the show guys. I'm just saying, no, I mean, I'm trying <laughs> to remember, them, of course, they're going to be the fastest ever. I just wish they would have said we sold 2 million. Or something, you know, because then it, it just puts more meat to it. Yeah. And I, I feel like because they didn't release that, that it kind of gives it that air of, well, you obviously didn't have many out there to begin with. Yeah. And that could be. We don't really know. Yeah. Well, when you look at it, they're in a position right now where they're not the leader. They're coming out with a premium product, right? I mean, they've said this over and over. Premium, premium product, premium quality we'll say and also premium price tag now with the press that they've been getting for the last couple of years i would think that they would have to manufacture this into a win of some sorts and it doesn't mean that it's also like a uh, like a bad thing because i would think microsoft when they do these pre-orders they have to do it in such a way that it comes out positive for them because you know the media is just itching to start doing they probably already have news stories already drafted about what a failure this thing's going to be and they need to turn this into a win they need to build that momentum so if they need to lower their pre-order amount just to make sure that it sells out sure well, okay fine go ahead but the thing is They'll be available later on this year. You just won't get that custom edition, right? And plus, also, they can't flood the market with two million of the special launch console, can no, they? No. So I would, they probably, I would say, I would say no. I, I think they yeah. should make like a li nice, like flat number, like a mi like one million, like we made one million of them. Yeah, I, you know, because for the people that pre-ordered it, and you know, they're going to get the special Scorpio edition. You know, how special is it if yeah. everybody on your block has one? Yeah, but I mean, a million sold in five days is pretty impressive. You know, definitely in a time when you know a million is what wins a month now with consoles and things like that. But was it right? And it's less than a day. Yeah, was our it was in our was our I don't know if it was in our group or if it was you, Mark, or I can't remember where I read it, but somebody had was saying an excellent point of like you know PlayStation Four comes out, PlayStation Four Pro comes out. And it's nothing about 50,000 reasons why you should go out and get it. But then the Xbox One gets announced and it's 100,000 reasons why you shouldn't get it. You know, by the press yeah. and stuff. Was that you that said that? Or was no, it in our group? I, I also posted that, but... Yeah. 
I thought it was a pretty interesting thing because when I read that, I was just like, you know, that is actually kind of interesting that it's like, oh, don't buy the Xbox One. You, you don't have a 4K TV or you already have an Xbox One or, you know, it's 400, you know, it's uh, you know, $400 or $500 or, or it's this or it's this. And it's just like, oh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, it's only, you know, $400. Oh, Oh, you don't have an HDR TV? That's okay. You'll eventually get an HDR TV. It was right. just like it was just like all these things, and you're just like, are you are you kidding me or what? I mean, so, but yeah, all right. Um, you were talking, you were alluding to the next story, and my whole thing was like the screenshots that are going out, um, comparing versions of. Uh, it was Rise of the Tomb Raider, I believe. Um, yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider on PC, on PlayStation 4 Pro, and on the Xbox One X. And I was just like, wow, okay. Um, that's pretty impressive when you go and look at it. So for those who haven't seen it yet, go out there and look at that because it is pretty interesting. The Xbox One X actually looks better than the PC version. Um, I did not go to look to find out if they were all, you know, the 4K versions of it or what the graphics was compared on the PC and things like that, but it does look really good. I mean, if graphics is your thing and graphics is what sells you, um, not really, graphics don't sell me on games, to be honest. Um, I will say it's like, ah, okay, you know, her face looks pretty, all right, um, but if graphics is one thing you look at to compare and things like that, then you definitely have to take a look at this because I was I was pretty impressed by it. So, but what'd you guys what'd you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean, I I remember seeing the uh, I got the link in there. Actually, is not the image I was looking for. Uh, there was another story. I think it was Digital Foundry again that had done the comparison. It was like a picture of Laura's like shoulder and she had like a wound on her shoulder and you could you know you could just see the difference between the x and the ps4 pro and it was just i was like blown away how night and day different it was right. and it was like wow i mean the x looked darn near real you know and when you compared it to the pro version i was like okay that's just like a splotch of red paint and it you could really see them. I mean, it didn't look real. It didn't even the character didn't look as real. And and I was just really like, wow, that's probably the best uh, image comparison I've seen yet. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to um, seeing uh, more of these comparisons. And I'm really looking forward to you know these places that do these. You know, I'm predicting, and I'm going to say this now. <laughs> I'm going to predict that pretty soon IGN will stop doing comparison videos. Oh, you think? I I believe they will. And I believe all these other people, companies will probably stop doing it. Um, And when you see that happen, that should tell you something. Yeah. Uh, You know, they have been beating up on Xbox forever for like stuff that's like, and I've looked at these like, you know, I've looked at these 900p versus 1080p pictures and I'm like, Okay, that white looks a little whiter. 
maybe their helmet is a little shinier in this one. I mean, there I'm like you're staring at them. And you're like, what's the difference? You know. Now the one that we and it was in our Facebook group. You didn't have to stare at that. It was immediately like, whoa. Yeah. Like those aren't even close. Yeah. I mean, it was identical pictures, but they were so so different between the two. Um, it, it was just mind mind blowing. And now, someone I was talking to yesterday, I think it was on HGP. They were saying, "Oh, but uh, they took the the Xbox One X 4K image and compared it to the Pro's 1080P. That's not even fair." No. <laughs> so we had a so 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 here you go. So it's already kind of starting, uh, right? But here is my counter. Okay, so first of all, Digital Foundry is a very fair outfit. Yeah. That's one of the things I feel they're noted for. That's why Microsoft let them say, here, we're giving it to you. Go ahead and you you announce what you find. That's how confident Microsoft is in this, that they gave it to a third party to do the initial announcement. Mm-hmm. What, what company does that? Who had, you know, they basically lost full control of the initial announcement, but they had that much confidence in what this thing can do. So the the thing I said was, okay, so why would they why would they compare it the 4K Xbox X version to the PS4 Pro's 1080p version. Maybe because they're comparing similar um, frame rates because you want the game. Yeah, if if the game is, if you have to run it on 1080p on a Pro to get a nice smooth frame rate, okay, well, for that same frame rate of looking running smooth and not impacting your gameplay, here's what it's going to look like on the X. Yeah. That's well, the difference. I'm wondering. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if they're talking about the uh, the 1080p version comparing the 4K to the 1080p version. Is they should be comparing what the version of the game is that's running on the device. So Xbox One X is getting a 4K update for for uh, Tomb Raider, correct? So they're doing that. Is there a 4K version for the PS4 Pro? Because last time I heard, PS4, you know, PS4 Pro was supposed to do some sort of 4K. So that should be the version that they should be displaying. But if there isn't a 4K version on PS4 Pro, and all you have is the 1080p version on PS4 Pro, guess what it's going to get compared with? And then, you know, you get compared right. to the 900p on Xbox One. You know, nobody's complaining about the 4K versus 900P on Xbox One. What I'm guessing is the P's matter, but the K's don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, but no, you're... No one complained about the 1080P compared to the 900, right. Right. Exactly. But now yeah. it's going to be like, oh, well, you're not even comparing the same thing. It's like, then step up, Sony. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't compare. Comp- compare it to something that isn't there. They are comparing your top end to our top end and I, or Microsoft. I shouldn't say our, I'm not Microsoft. You know, they're going to give you the, the best compared to the best. And if there's a difference, there's your reason to purchase the upgrade if you want. Yeah. And the only thing I'm a little aggravated about the Xbox one X is that it else. And, and it's actually probably not the Xbox one X. It's not Microsoft, but this whole thatching 4k thatching type thing you know, they've claimed a hundred times that the uh, Xbox One X can do f- native 4K. Uh, sorry, PS4 Pro does not do native 4K. 
They can say it does 4K. It does not do native 4K. It does the thatching. Still looks beautiful. Fantastic. But, of course, like anybody else on a box or anything, or like we were discussing earlier, you're going to say what you need to say, and and there's going to be shades of gray in there. You know, we have 4K. They're not going to say we have native 4K or thatching 4K. Um, How many shades of gray? Yeah, well, yeah, 50 of them about. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, Hawk is saying the PS4 Pro has three resolutions. They have 4K, high frame rate, and high detail. Okay, native 4K, Hawk? Because I don't think so. You no, know they that, don't. They do not have native 4K. It's all checkerboarding. Yeah, checkerboard. It's, Sorry, when I said that, it was checker. Okay, checkerboarding. And Hawk, that is okay to, for them to have that. They can say they have 4K because it is. It's 4K. And some of these games that are getting these updates on Xbox One X are using checkerboarding 4K. They're not native 4K. So, but I mean, you know what? There's a lot of them. That are actually getting native 4K updates. Right, there are some. That yes. was the things that came yeah. out of Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Games, is it Gamescom or Con? Com. Is it with a C O N M M? Okay, yep. I never. Okay, so yep. Gamescom. Um, that was one of the things. There was like this article I read. These guys got to go back behind this curtain or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess there was a whole bunch of playable games on the X of existing games with their updates. And they, there's an, um, there is an article somewhere out there on the internet, um, that basically shows you the list of games, uh, that are going to be, and there's over a hundred games already that are getting the 4k update and it. And it even breaks down if it's uh, true 4k or if it's checkerboarding. Right. And there is, they said they were shocked at the amount that are getting the native 4k. Well, good for them. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, and it's yeah. so it's like so, so and these are developers uh that you know and there was third party in this group. It's not all just Microsoft. There's third party that are doing this. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to do that on existing titles, of course they're going to do it on new games coming out. Right. You know, so I think I think that really what I got out of it was don't be worried about the lowest common denominator that you know, that Sony themselves said, oh, they're only going to write for us anyways. It's like, how arrogant is that corporation that they think the devs are only going to write for them? Yeah. You know, Destiny, yeah, you paid them a bajillion, you know, bucks and bungees. There's a bunch of, never mind, family-friendly show. Yeah. But, uh, you know, outside of them, you're just not going to see it. Yeah. Because guys that are doing these games want to put out the best-looking best playing product and guess what that's going to be on the x mm-hmm. you know they're on top now and they've got the data the videos the images the comparisons to prove it yeah i think i think in the comparisons just to just to say that this is what i feel is if they're going to do the native 4k version of the picture and somebody's saying they're doing a 1080p version of the picture if there's a checkerboard 4k version of Tomb Raider on play, PlayStation 4, they should have that in that comparison. You know what I mean? Because that's a that's a little misleading. But is that a 1080p version? Like, or is that just a comment from somebody? Because, you know, unless they're actually saying this is 1080p or whatever, but yes, you're that you started off the whole thing, it's like, ah, I bet you these graphics comparisons all stop, you know, here pretty soon. And I I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you. You know, because Nine eight nine hundred P to ten eighty P was a massive deal. Like it was huge. Like it was every game yeah. that released 
had a freaking comparison. Oh, video. I mean, it was just disastrous that we were had 900 P. And I remember the whole time it was the whole thing. It's like so many P's. I can't even stand it. But now yeah. it's just like now that there's the K's have rolled into the, you know, thing. It's just like, oh, that's that's not fair to compare that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry, I mean, yep, yeah. So I mean, it's one of those you things. Compare the flagship against the flagship. Yeah, but those all stand themselves. <laughs> yeah, those those graphics comparisons. I was I was I was impressed. And and you mentioned Bungie and Destiny. Uh, the Destiny beta is going to be coming out on um, PC here pretty soon. And I guess it looks gorgeous on PC because the high frame rate, high graphic fidelity and stuff like that. If I was Sony right now, I'd just be telling, please don't release a beta on PC. Please don't release a beta on PC because it's going to look amazing compared to the PlayStation and Xbox. It's going to destroy both of them. As far as looks and feel, now I still think the consoles will sell a lot more because depending on how they treat the PC community, but... Just of uh, some videos and stuff I've been watching, I guess it looks crazy good. So on PC. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so PUBG talk. I am always up for PUBG talk. PUBG's one of my favorite games right now. Um, do you wanna? Who put this one in? You, Mark, or? Okay, go for it. So at Gamescom, they got the um. Uh, ability to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on Xbox One and compare nice. it to the PC. Um, so I don't want to read this whole article, but they were talking about you know taking a game from the PC that has a hundred players in a match and putting it on a console is definitely a big challenge. Um, the game did have some performance issues that they played. Obviously, it's not even in early release or yet. Um, but they said it was uh, that it looked outside of some draw distance. The game actually didn't look bad. It looked uh, pretty comparable to the PC. Um, the frame rate was consistent and smooth. Uh, the developers are aiming for 60 frames a second on it. Uh, they did say it's still a bland, dull-looking game, but it ran almost as well as the current PC version. They don't think that console players will be uh, disappointed. So outside of some draw distance um, that was noticeable at the moment, um, that was about it. They did say there's some UI changes. So I think one of the bigger questions, like I've never really been concerned about the visuals. It's more of, because I mean, I've seen it on PC. I, it, it's a nice looking game, but it doesn't look like anything that, you know, the Xbox One Day One Edition couldn't handle. Um, I'm sure the X will be able to, you know, breeze through this thing but they said the ui does take some getting used to so on an xbox controller you're going to change weapons by hitting the right or left on the d-pad and you'll change your fire rate by hitting down um you will reload with the y button you will open and close doors with the x button and they currently didn't see any option to change button mapping hopefully button mapping will come in because i'd much rather reload with x <laughs> just because every other game does that tell you um, a good thing to help with that button remapping is to have one of these oh here we go yep right have, time. have one of those pros so <laughs> pro controllers because you know i use i use this like crazy on and battlefield because the left and right d-pad is what switches your specials or you know like 
drop a crate or bring out your syringe or throw out a med pack, and I use these buttons like crazy to flip my weapons and stuff like that. So quick to do it that way. But, you know, I still stand by. I still stand by. If you can find one under $100, it's a, it's a good buy, but not at, still not at the 149 um, but, the big question. Yes, you can everyone. remap on anything on Xbox. The well, they said there's no option yet. Oh, for you're talking about for the Elite controller? Uh, any controller. You can use the um, whatever that app is, I believe. Hawk is actually talking about it too. You can remap on okay. any controller, not just the Elite. Yep. Okay, well. I'm just reading the article of the people that were hands-on, and they said there isn't currently any option to change button mapping. So it's not in the game. You would have to use some other outside source that I'm just something I'm not aware of. Um, inventory management, they said, is well-organized intuitive, but similarly slowed down by your inability to click and drag weapon modifications and the like. While these slowdowns are sh uh, surely in the milliseconds, for a game that thrives off intense moments that require fast response times, they have concerns how even the slightest delay in weapon swapping might fare for console players. Um, the developers at Blue Hole um, do, uh, they are intending cross play between PC and console. And one option they're considering is um, aim assist on the console. So, Brun, I was curious what your thoughts were on aim assist. Do you think? That's, is that a fair, well, I don't even know how to ask this. I, I don't want to say is it fair, but do you like the idea of aim assist in this game? Uh, I think it's going to be, it's, you're going to have to do it on console. Um, to, to a little bit of a point, I think, I think aim assist like in Battlefield is done really well. I think the aim assist done in Call of Duty isn't done very well. I think they get too much aim assist. But there's going to have to be a little bit because, um, but of course, I'm saying that with my experience on PC. Like, on PC, you are sometimes shooting at a very, very long distance, trying to hit somebody on the run. And I crank down my mouse sensitivity between 600 to 800 on PC when I'm playing, typically around 800. Um, so that controller, you know how it is to get a fine you know, right. fine point on there. So I think there would need to be a little bit. It's not going, something like that won't ruin ruin the game, you know, in my opinion. I think you need a little bit, just a tad bit. Something similar to Battlefield. If it's like Battlefield, then I think everything will be fine. So, okay. Well, yep. so that's what we have on Player Unknown's Battlegrounds coming to Xbox. So uh, it's looking good. Cool. All right. And then I did this last one, my last story, because uh, Bron, I, I, I figured we'd have to talk about this one too. Not that you're a Patriots fan, but for the Patriots fans out there, a lot of them are upset right now. <laughs> oh, who did put on the front? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, it's Brady. Uh, yeah, um, Tom Brady's on the front. Right now, so the Madden curse is—is is it real? Um, so, in the twenty years, I, I kind of want to read this one because I just think this is interesting, and I'm yeah. curious for you guys. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this little first part here gives you some history. 
So in the 20-plus years of the Madden football game franchise, Infamy has surrounded those selected to grace the annual football simulator's cover. Since the San Francisco 49ers, Garrison Hirsch broke his ankle after being named Madden 99 cover athlete, rumors have circulated of a curse. The curse grew in infamy as an ever-increasing numbers of Madden cover athletes suffered high-profile injuries after being named to the Madden cover. Michael Vick broke his fibula during the 2003 preseason, while Vince Young, Troy Palomalu, and Sean Alexander all lost time due to injury. Other cover athletes simply had terrible seasons compared to their normal successes. Drew Brees had a down year after his selection, and Marshall Falk, usually so reliable, failed to pass the 1,000 yards rushing. Now fans are so superstitious about the curse they, uh, that they actively campaign for their favorite player to not get selected for the <laughs> cover. That's uh, so so I'm just I'm just curious as to what what you guys think um you know what's your thoughts Brian I know you're you're the sports guy of the, of the three of us so yeah is so curse I don't think I no I don't think there's a curse I I find it <laughs> it's pretty interesting that they do that I I don't think there would be a curse I I really don't believe into it I do believe probably Tom Brady will have another you know great year because the thing is is when they go and they look at like Drew Brees and stuff like that that they that they look at his weapons and stuff that they did not re-sign that year so it's it's you know they kept him but did they get rid of his whole entire offensive line or did they not re-sign the receivers and stuff like that there's there's a thousand things that go into that and i think uh <laughs> the cornbread says please let this be true with Tom Brady so and i mean I, you know i i like to follow some teams that have buckeyes on it you know like i watched the cowboys because of Zeke Elliott um and things like that and i think tom brady is a fantastic quarterback even though he's from michigan you know and he's he's from ohio state's rival but hey you know i, I people like to hate the teams that are on top that's just that's just the thing so and when you cheat sometimes they don't care for you either <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard I've heard the Patriots cheat or something. I I don't know. I don't pay much into that. But I'm more of a college football guy too. So um, pro well, sports yeah. are, isn't really my thing. So watch Thursday. Buckeyes play Thursday. Ohio, Ohio <laughs> State either. So. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said please take me and kick me off the podcast uh, for the rest of the <laughs> night, for the night and make me host. Next week, without giving me assets, I think that's what he said. Right? Um, oh man, Go Cornbread said something bad. Moobot took care of Cornbread. Oh, he capped. Oh, he said Jag fan here. So, so, but uh, yeah, I don't believe in the, I don't believe in the curse. All right. Well, I guess we'll see, right? So yeah. for the yeah. Patriots fan, they're a little worried right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, though. That is funny. Yeah. All right, all right. Recap there, Rob. Okay. If if one so, of you, if uh, one of your if one of your recap things has to be with what the new games for gold is, save it until when we go over games with gold. <laughs> it is not. Hey, Gunny Chief, thanks for the tip, buddy. Ten dollars from the chief. Thank you. Or 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 if it's the about the Madden curse, you can skip that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like last week. <laughs> yeah, you weren't reading your email this week. 
Somebody, uh, somebody approached me uh, at work and said that they thought that they, <laughs> they thought that maybe during uh, audio editing, that you happened to have replayed part of the show twice in the audio because you started covering what we just talked about. <laughs> it said, it said oh, until, no. <laughs> until you guys were like laughing about, it, until we were laughing about it, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right, but go ahead. Okay. So a couple of the uh, things that kind of snuck in over the past week. Uh, one thing is Microsoft is looking at something called intelligent delivery. Uh, this is basically uh, to kind of get around some of the hardships that we have with our Xboxes of just not enough hard drive space. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hitting the 70s. In my 70%, I think it was at like 78% yesterday when I looked at it uh, of my, uh, uh, I think it's a four terabyte. But uh, what intelligent delivery is, and again, they're just looking at this. So we don't know if it's going to be coming or when or if it's this year, next year, years off or whatnot. But basically what it'll do is... It can send parts of a game off to the cloud, whatever that means, after you're finished with them. So it seems like it's some kind of automated system to offload parts of games after you are done with them. Because if you think about it, like um, like I was just looking at Evolve, that's a 35 gig download. You probably don't need all those assets all the time. Like, for example, if something just plays through only one time in the game, never again, it could offload that whole section to the cloud. You could probably eventually retrieve it at some point. But uh, why have it sitting there using up your bits on your hard drive? Right. But anyway, it's it's something that's uh, kind of interesting, and it's cool that they're looking at uh, that new stuff for us. Yeah, uh, GameStop. You know- Sorry, one one thing to take that a little step further. I don't know. I don't know if it was a game thing, or if it was uh, if it was per game. So maybe if you, maybe if you or or Mark know of a game that did this, um, or if it was a system thing. But on PlayStation Four, when you download, it kind of asks you, do you want to download the multiplayer verse version first or the single player version? Uh, you know, like on Uncharted, and I think The Last of Us did the same thing. Like, it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to play the story, or do you want to do this? And that's kind of what, like, it brought down first. So it would be pretty interesting if you could do that um, with, like, the story mode. Like, when you're finished with the story mode, if it's like, do you still want to keep the story mode on your hard drive and keep the and keep the um, multiplayer, or do you just not want the multiplayer, things like that, where you could just pick and choose, almost like an installation of software. You guys are obviously familiar with installing software. You know, do you want to install these five things on here, or do you just want these two? Um, it would be neat if they start uh, making games like that to to knock it down because Battlefield is huge, huge, and it would be nice to kick out some of that stuff. But oh yeah, yeah. and even like let's say in the single player campaigns of some of these games. They have those cutscenes. Yeah. Who knows how many gigs they take up? Like, let's say, like the intro story, and you're never going to see it again, unless you maybe just wipe everything and start from scratch. But that should always be an option, right? Yeah, that's kind of neat. But okay, so, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. And um, 
uh, next thing, this was kind of interesting. So Xbox One X related news. GameStop reported in one of their earnings reports recently that Xbox One sales have noticeably slowed down since the Xbox One X has been announced. Nope. So this, uh, this creates an interesting situation. Is it a bad situation? Probably not. You know, it probably hurts Microsoft's numbers temporarily. You know, because if there's a slowdown in new console sales while people are waiting, they'll mean they'll have a killer Xbox One X season then, and they're well, trading one for another. Well, it's, e- it's either that or people want to have all the options before they make their decision. So sure. you know, if, if I'm going to go out and buy an S, and it's like, well, okay, can I can I drop a couple hundred more for an X? You know, um. Well, let me let me decide closer to Christmas when I have both those choices because maybe I'm getting a 4K TV in the next couple months, so they kind of want to wait instead of running out and and buying that. And 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 to be honest, the same thing happened with with PlayStation when the four sure. when the Pro was coming around, the the regular PlayStation Four kind of slowed down. But I think that's normal. That I don't think that has Absolutely. to do with anything with the two companies when they did that. That's just buyers being smart with their money. I think. I think a lot of people probably are running into the same, at least gamers, yeah. are running into the same situation of, well, you know, I want to get another Xbox over, let's say, in the living room. And then, oh, there's a new console coming out, and I do want to get a 4K TV. Well, let me hold off. I'll get both. You know, it's going to be launching in November. I've got, you know, six months of time to get them both. I'll get the TV this fall. You know, people plan like that, and, um, you know, it makes sense to me. All right. And then um, the last thing is, uh, I think this started earlier this week or possibly late last week, but um, Microsoft has uh, bumped up what you can do in the Xbox store for insider builds. You can now buy peripherals uh, in the Xbox store. Uh, through your console. So that's kind of neat. Makes sense. Makes sense to do that, I guess. So not only can you get your digital games, but you can get stuff mailed to you. And uh, uh, that's it. All right. So moving forward, it is time for our community. So if you go to this Xbox Life, there is plethora, like like my English this week, uh, (laughs) of ways to contact us. Now, you know, there's voicemails and there's emails are, are two of the ways to, to get on your voice or your questions and answers and comments onto the show. Um, if you'd like to do a voicemail, you can go to this xboxlife.com on the right hand side, click voicemail, follow the prompts and send it in. That emails us uh, through a thing called SpeakPipe. Um, or if you record your voice in MP3 format and you email it to us, we'll also put it there. Now that email where you can send that voicemail and or just a regular email question is contact at this xboxlife.com. Um, if you go to our website, this xboxlife.com and click on the contact up in the top, right? That'll give you a nice form that you fill out with your information. And that gets sent to us through, uh, through another system. So those are the ways to get a hold of us. Uh, for this week, we have an email from catflap1970. So I'm going to kick that off right now. Good morning, guys. Catflap1970 here. 
the Xbox One X price is out, £449. I don't know what that is in dollars and things. It's £449 over here, gentlemen. Um, going to be leaving it. I don't think I'm going to order one. I will at some point in the future. I don't have a 4K projector or TV. So I think I'm just going to sit back and um, see what happens. They will be available in the future. Um, after the Christmas period, they say sort of like Easter time. Maybe Easter time I'll re-look at it again. But um, £449. It's a shame it's not 399 to be honest. That 40 some odd pounds extra has put me off a little bit. But I will be joining the bandwagon at some point. Anyway, good show, chaps. Talk to you later. All right, Catflap. Thanks for the email, or voicemail, I should say. So, 449 I looked it up on Google. That is $578.59 US, um, where I think in US and, dollars, it is just 499 right? 499 US yeah. dollars. And for our Canadian listeners, that's seven hundred and twenty-two Canadian dollars. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So four hundred and ninety-nine is around three eighty-seven. So when he was saying, you know, it'd have been nice to, you know, be around the three ninety-nine. You know, at that point, he's looking around. Uh, you know, probably around what we're paying. I think. Oh no, I guess not. So what is uh three ninety-nine British pounds? Oh no, I hit the wrong button. Back to the show. Okay. Sorry guys, I just flipped that on you. Five fourteen currently. Oh, okay. So Yeah, that'd probably see it's that closer. would be yeah, that'd be a little more more even what, what we're paying versus what they're paying. So Um But I think yeah, but I think out in uh England everything is more expensive. Yeah. It's a whole so, but but the one one thing is too, uh, cat flap, and and I'm in the same the same boat is that there's nothing wrong with not buying one right now. You know, you buy one when the price is right for you. Um, I have my price that I want to buy it at, and when it gets there, I I plan on doing so. So it's just just not immediate. So nothing nothing to worry about there. But uh, all right, um, I mean you're not you're not a cool kid club, but you know we'll still play with you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice so womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so all right uh email rob okay we've got one from angry apples ph hi guys just finished listening to and enjoying txl 447 sure feels like a tough time to be an xbox fan at the moment with all the x haters out there I have to agree with the argument that the lack of first party titles for the xbox one x is extremely disappointing there's really no excuse for this if they are planning ahead properly. And for uh, CD3 to get shifted so soon after the firm date being announced. Ouch. <laughs> uh, all that being said, I still think uh, Microsoft uh, looks after their customers and listens to them far more than Sony or Nintendo for that matter. As the work done in the past year for the Xbox dashboard and backwards compatibility titles goes to show. I've ordered my Scorpion Edition via TXL's Amazon link as promised, so hopefully uh, this will go some way to replenish the Xbox credit I won a few weeks back. 
Thanks for the recent, or thanks to the recent uh, Digital Foundry review of Tomb Raider, Xbox One X versus PS4. Uh, could only be the start of some great-looking revamps for the X. And ultimately, I think this is where X will win out, both on revamping existing and new third-party titles. Time will tell. Anyways, thanks for the great show, and all the best to the whole team. I don't... The one the one thing that I've kind of said with somebody you know at work and stuff when we're talking about games is is the you know cancellation of the game that will not be named and stuff yes that's a first party game but there are no first party titles for the x there are only first party titles for xbox um because remember at as of this point at this point all games come out on 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 all the consoles on on you know the xbox one xbox one s and xbox one x it is dis- disappointing around, you know, in general, that the game, one game got canceled, but, you know, you can't have 15 first-party titles every year. Um, so, and I think even last year when we are talking about it, it's like when they start to get delayed, that's what happens when you, um, when games start getting delayed, that's when you have just this abundance of first-party titles in one year, and everybody's like, oh yeah, this year's awesome, look how many titles we have. But when things get delayed... You be prepared for next year to not have anything, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah. All right. Well, guys, our next thing here is our Twitter account. Go to thisxboxlife.com slash Twitter uh, or twitter.com slash thisxboxlife and you'll get to our Twitter account. Um, I, I think that's where I'll probably be posting when I'm going to be streaming um, and things like that for the Titanfall 2 and stuff coming up this week. Um, our, and what I did do, I did post in our Facebook group uh, to come out and join uh, last week. So I'll try to maybe do both. But that is uh, Facebook or this xboxlife.com slash Facebook. I think that's all what's new for the week. For the week of August 28th. Through September 3rd, we have Red Out Lightspeed Edition on August 29th. Also on the same day, Ark Survival Evolved 1.0. On the 29th, we have Rock of Ages 2, Bigger and Boulder. Uh Get it? Rock, Boulder? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Resident Evil uh, Revelations, uh, Dead Alliance, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, Killing Floor 2, Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition, uh, Recore Definitive Edition. On the 30th, we have Exmorph Defense, the Metronomicon Slay on the Dance Floor, a Surf World Series, a Feral Fury, a Turnoblade. That one was a little one weird to, to say that. Eternal Blade. Uh, on the 31st, we have Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 1. September 1st brings Songbringer, White Noise 2, and Echoes of the Fae, The Fox's Tale. So it's uh, quite a bit of stuff, actually. Cool. And then uh, if you're going to be making any purchase on Amazon, such as, I don't know, a shiny brand new Xbox One X and peripherals and who knows what else. Uh, make sure to use our affiliate link. You can find that at our website, thisxboxlife.com, or you can just go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon 
if you use that, each and every time you make your purchase on Amazon, we get a teeny tiny little finder's fee. doesn't cost you anything extra, but uh, it sure helps us out. Also, if you're on the iTunes store and that's how you consume your digital media podcasts and that good stuff, uh, find a show on there, uh, search for This Xbox Life, give us a five-star rating. That would really, really help us out because the more ratings we get, uh, the more we get bumped up in the rankings over there. Helps other people find the show. I believe that's it. Okay. I think I spaced out. Did I space out? We went over games with gold, right? Oh, no, we did not. I okay. skipped those. Okay. My bad. Uh, Xbox. <laughs> and my bad. Well, so, go ahead. <laughs> so there's going to be a switch over later on this week. Uh, so we've got a couple more days for these. Um, for Xbox One, the August title was A Slime Rancher. And then mid month, we had Trials Fusion. Uh, so you've got a little bit of time for both of those. On September 1st, uh, they're bringing in Forza 5. About time. About time they brought in a Forza game into this. Xbox 360 has uh, Red Faction Armageddon for a couple more days. And then on September 1st, it switches over to Hydro Thunder Hurricane. And make sure to grab the the Xbox 360 title as well, because that's backwards compatible. You can play it on both systems. Now I think we're done. Now you think we're done. All right. Are we? Did I skip anything else? Nope. I think that's it. So, but uh, anything else, Spark? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode 448. Please come back next week for 449 for our live show. And uh, I'll make sure to tweet out and stuff for uh, gaming with BJSwick33 probably uh, throughout the week. Do some Titanfall and things like that. So, But with that, I'm Brun BJSwick33. I'm Rob Austin as Pre-Star. I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off.